The passing of Queen Elizabeth II at age 96, who served the Queen of England for 70 years, the longest serving monarch. She was a symbol of kindness, love, compassion, and hard work. Just 48 hours ago, before her passing, she installed <clears throat> her 15th Prime Minister, just 48 hours ago before her passing. She was honored, loved, respected by all. Not just a great queen to England, but a symbol to the world. She was a kind and friendly individual who rose to every occasion to act like a queen and to be a queen with great royalty. On her passing today, the world is mourning her loss. The Jewish people she was always a friend to, supportive of Israel, and you only hear positive, good, and kind words about her legacy. May God bring comfort and consolation to her extended family, to England and to the world. And may God welcome her soul in heaven for eternal rest. May her soul rest in peace. What is our take from this event that we woke up today in the United States of America and throughout the world to learn of her passing at age 96? The great master rabbi, the Holy Baal Shem Tov, has taught us that everything in life that we see, that we hear, we need to learn a lesson from it. We need to take a lesson that we can apply in our day-to-day -day life and service of God. For those of us who enjoyed watching the monarch in England, the Buckingham Palace, which in nowadays, it's not too often that we get to see the display of a kingdom, of royalty, the way it used to be. It is quite a sight to be seen, the amount of guards, the changing of the guards, to demonstrate the reverence and the awe and the respect they have for the Queen, especially over these last 70 years. What can we learn from this? Everything that happens in life happens for a purpose and a reason. And perhaps one of the reasons why England maintained its monarch which will continue 
It's been like this for a thousand years. Is perhaps for us to be able to appreciate, visualize, materialize the reverence of royalty. To the Jewish people, this concept of royalty is embedded in the fundamentals of our faith. We look to God as our King. As a matter of fact, in about 20 days is going to be the High Holidays. Beginning with Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year's. It represents the birth of mankind. And it also represents the day of coronation. When we declare God as our King. And we blow the sound of the ram's horn. As the coronation ceremony. That we are coronating God to be our King. And our relationship to God is like a relationship between a subject of a city, of a country, to their king. That's our relationship to God. That's the way we conceive and conceptually are able to humanize the concept of where our reverence, commitment, and dedication needs to be. Is to be to God as our King. As a matter of fact, in the great book of the Kabbalah and the Zohar, writes something very profound. Generally, a king is sitting on his throne in the palace behind chambers of chambers. And in order to reach the king, one needs to be able to go through a lengthy process to be able to get entry into the king's inner chambers. However, once a year, the king leaves his inner chambers and makes his way and goes to visit the city. As he's entering the city, he goes through a field when the king enters the field, he's no longer in his inner chambers. He's out in the public, out in the open. And the Kabbalah writes that when the king is in the field, he greets everyone. He allows everyone to approach him without qualifications. He allows everyone to approach him and he greets everyone happily. Those are the words of the Kabbalah. And God answers everyone, no matter who they are. From the woodchopper, water carrier, to the greatest leaders, they're all received the same. This happens right now, today. The month that precedes Rosh Hashanah is the month when the king is in the field. This is the month that we all can approach the king. Don't have to go through any channels. Don't have to make it into his inner chambers. Anyone 
Kedis, approach the king in the field, and he will receive you and grant your wishes gladly. There are 10, 20 days left to that in this month, known as Elul, the last of the Hebrew month, that we can easily, readily approach our king. When I woke up today and I learned of the passing of Queen Elizabeth II at age 96, it got me thinking about the concept of a monarch. It got me thinking about kingship. It got me thinking that if this is the way we have such reverence for a human king and queen, how much more so do we need to think about our relationship with God? And in Judaism encourages us to visualize God as a king. Now let's talk about the queen. The king, we refer to God. Who's the queen? The queen in the Jewish religion comes every Friday night. We refer to it as the Shabbat queen. As a matter of fact, we sing every Friday night as we usher in the beautiful weekend of Shabbat, the beautiful holiday of Shabbat, the 24 hours that we get reconnected with our body and soul, we get reconnected with our family, we get reconnected with God. We say the words, Lechadodi Lekrat Kala Pnei Shabbat in the Kabbalah. We are going to greet the Queen, which refer to the Shabbat is our Queen, our Bride. As a matter of fact, at the end of Shabbat, we have a special meal that's called Melava Malka. This is when we bid farewell to the Queen. So our relationship to God is a relationship of the King and Queen. And it's done in a materialistic way, in a humanistic way, for us as humans to be able to relate to the concept. As a matter of fact, the whole high holiday services that we pray is all about the God's kingship. Adonai Melech, Adonai Malach. God is our king. God was our king. God will be our king forever and ever. I got inspired today by learning so much about Queen Elizabeth, about what she represented, about the whole concept of kingship, that it reminded me that we are about to coronate God as our king. We got to get ready for that. We got to get into that mode. And we got to start thinking about New Year's, Rosh Hashanah, that we're going to coronate God. God waits for us to coronate him because a king cannot be a king without a nation. So God waits for us to declare him as the king. God waits for us to appreciate the reverence to appreciate the awe that we need to have in the presence of a king. God is not physical. 
God is not human. God is omnipotent, infinite. But for us finite human beings, we need to have a concept to arouse our emotions and our feelings. And therefore, we go with the King, that God is our King. As a matter of fact, every single day, three times a day, we sing the prayers, declaring God our King. And that is perhaps an inspiration that we can take today in loving memory of our dear Queen Elizabeth II, that in her memory we will strengthen our faith in the King of all kings. We will strengthen our faith in humanity. And we'll continue on her legacy that she's taught us so well how to be so regal, how to be so modest, and how to be back to the future, be in the 21st century, but still maintain the traditions that preceded us for so long. I don't know if you know the story, but I want to share with you an incident, one of the many of incidents that personifies who the late Queen Elizabeth II was. This was on July 9, 1982, at the Buckingham Palace. If you have ever been to London, if you have ever visited the Buckingham Palace, it is a true demonstration of, law, of royalty to see the guards, to see the horses, to see all the various different colors and uniforms, all to protect the queen. Let me tell you what happened that morning. Early morning, July 9, 1982. A 31-year-old Michael Fagan, mentally ill, sadly, was able to find his way into the Buckingham Palace. Not only did he make it into Buckingham Palace, he found his way into the Queen's bedroom. Yes. Amidst all the guards, amidst all the fanfare, and all the, 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 the guns, and the bayonets, and the swords, he made his way into the Queen's bedroom. He not only made it into his, her bedroom, he was able to look through the screen that was around her bed, the sheet that was around her bed, and he was able to see her sleeping. The Queen woke up in the presence of this intruder. And this is something which was absolutely incredible how she conducted herself, how she dealt with this intruder who could have, who could have certainly threatened her life. She got up and she began conversing with him, having a conversation with him. She conducted herself with such regal, with such control, that even her great-great-grandfather, Victoria, who survived 42 assassination attempts, would have been so proud of her. She conversed with him, 
and spoke with him as a human being. Startled by this intruder, she was able to calmly lift up the phone and called the police switchboard, trying not to set off the intruder, spoke very calmly, um, hinting that there is an issue in her room. But the switchboard operator heard such calmness in her voice that they didn't think it's anything urgent and hung up the phone. After a while, she realized that they didn't pick up on the hints she was dropping. So she lifted up the phone again and she tells the switchboard operator, I do not need the fire this morning to light my morning cigarette because I already have a fire in my room. Now, wouldn't that be enough of a hint? The queen is saying clearly she has a fire in her room. <laughs> and yet no one came to her rescue. And here she's still dealing with this intruder's 31-year-old deranged Michael Fagan, the intruder. She continues to converse with him, to talk to him, and she realizes that he's got some mental issues, sadly. And she was able to keep her composure, even though in her nightgown and he could have done anything to her but she was able to maintain a level of calmness until the maid opened up the door and saw the intruder and she just gave out a shout what in the world what in the bloody are you doing here she ran out called the police the police came and apprehended him and took him away an interesting lesson from this story. There's so much to be learned from it. But one of the thoughts were the individual who was responsible for the queen's security was a young man who actually served in World War II, was a soldier. And he went up the ranks in security. He trained for 50 years for this moment. 50 years he was training, so in case he needs to rescue the queen. 50 years he trained for this moment, and he lost it. He failed. He was not there when the queen needed him for that moment. And he was demoted, obviously. During that time, it created quiet and uproar in England. How could this happen at the Buckingham Palace? With all the guards, with everything, someone is able to slip through and, and make it into the queen's inner chambers, into her bedroom. So the thought and the takeaway lesson that I took from this perhaps was, we all train our whole life for something. But when that moment happens, are we ready to act or are we going to fail? Sometimes our children come to us with a certain emotional opening 
They want to share something with us. That's a moment that we need to seize and connect instead of, oh, I'm too busy, come back to you later. Our spouses sometimes have an emotional bid that they want to share with us. They have an emotional bid that they want to share with us. Let's not fail at the moment. Let's think of it. Any event that happens in our life, think for a split second. Maybe this was your whole 50 year of training was for this moment. Value and cherish every event, every incident that comes to you in life. Before you dismiss it or before you ignore it, think maybe this is the moment that's waiting for me. This is perhaps why today we all woke up and we learned about the passing of Queen Elizabeth II at age 96 after 70 years of being the queen. For us to inspire ourselves to wake up from our slumber, to arouse our hearts and our feelings and emotions, that we too have a king. We too have a kingship that we serve. We have a kingship that we serve happily. And comes Rosh Hashanah, when we come to temple, we make a greater effort to be this year at temple, to look up to God and say, yes, you are my king, and we will be your nation. And happily, let's renew our commitment to each other. Let's, we're going to reincarnate you as a king. And we want to be your nation. And in return, God will certainly bless us as a loving king, as a kind king. And answer all of our prayers that we need in all areas in an abundant measure. May the Queen rest in peace. And may God bless the King. God bless you. God loves you.